Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The Seattle Supersonics select Scott Pippen of Central Arkansas. This is the Believe in Trailblazers show. The Portland Trailblazers have won the World Championship. On Believe Podcast Network. Boom, chakalaka! Portland's number one sports podcast network. Now, the Blazers win in four overtime, plus 40 to 137. Here's your host, Jordan Schultz. Well, it's almost May, and the NBA still unclear on a timeline for restarting the season. Thankfully, though, ESPN has released the first couple episodes of a docu-series called The Last Dance. It's all about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and their final championship uh, with that entire group together, Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr, Ron Harper, all those guys, uh, that final championship together with that group in the 97-98 season. Uh, This documentary is the gift we all need during this quarantine. And I'm not surprised in the slightest that it's become ESPN's most watched documentary of all time. The first two episodes, so entertaining. They were so good. I've watched them twice already, and I would encourage you to go back and watch them, especially episode number two. It was an entire hour about Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, his life, and his role on those iconic Bulls teams. As a Blazers fan, I will willingly admit um, that the wealth of my Scottie Pippen knowledge is limited to mostly after he joined Rip City. So I wanted to take some time to react to what I learned about Scottie Pippen and his time in Chicago from The Last Dance. Uh, Buckle up. The stories are full of money, (laughs) trade requests, and I guess I should say hurt feelings. Buckle up. Jordan Schultz sitting in with you for episode 16 of Believe in Trailblazers on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe is Portland's number one sports podcast network. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you have any burning questions about Rip City you want answered on the show, or if you heard something I said and want to tell me I'm crazy, hit me up on Twitter on the Air Jordan with an O. This show available wherever you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. So before we dive into all things uh, Scottie Pippen, I wanted to give a quick update on the status of the NBA season. Everybody's wondering about that right now. We're still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, even though 
Uh, some states soon are going to be starting to open up uh, soon, and I emphasize the word starting to. We're not really going to get back to normal for quite a while here in the United States. Uh, but as far as the NBA season goes, according to a report from the Los Angeles Times, their season rests on protocols not yet available. Uh, this uh, I'm going to read a direct quote from this article from the L.A. Times. Since suspending its season March 11th following a positive test by Utah Center Rudy Gobert, the NBA has canvassed a former United States Surgeon General, public health officials, and team doctors, athletic trainers, and performance coaches to understand how to get players, coaches, and staffers back on the job safely and to keep them that way. Five weeks of discussions have yielded few answers and left the league, as well as the country, grappling with how to reopen. Commissioner Adam Silver has said the NBA still not ready to make decisions about the 2020 season and that a resumption would hinge on such factors. This is important as the availability of wide-scale testing, antibody therapy, and vaccination, end quote. So there are things that need to happen for the NBA uh, and all sports pretty much to resume. Uh, the problem with that, though, antibody therapy and a vaccine are still months away, if not a bit longer. The entire world right now sitting here just having to have a wait-and-see attitude because that's all we can do right now. Uh, Commissioner Adam Silver and the league execs do not want to jeopardize the health of players, team staffers, anyone else that could come into contact uh, with those teams and with those people. I mean, the idea of a cruise ship hosting the playoffs I like that, uh, pitched that, uh, ESPN's Jay Williams pitched that a few weeks ago. I like that idea or some other single location idea. Uh, those have been pitched not just in the NBA, but in baseball as well. But the logistics of getting and keeping everyone healthy is still involve too many questions right now. And those questions, those alone prevent the league from making any moves on a proposal to restarting play. Add to that, of course, NBA players are going to need some time to get into game shape again. LeBron James, uh, this is the quote that's been going around about that. He's been quoted as saying it would take a minimum of five to ten days to get game ready. I would actually champion a lot longer for some of these guys. I would think you would need to give like a nice two or three week training camp for every team to get back into shape. I hate to say it, uh, but but with all of that considered, the possibility of either the NBA season being totally canceled or the season being moved and basically going on forever affecting the schedule going forward year after year are very real. So we're going to see what happens, but at this point, no more answers than we had a week ago about the restart of the NBA season or if it's going to happen at all. All right, so The Last Dance premiered this week, a documentary from ESPN, and I cannot wait for the next set of episodes to be released. Uh, the series is a spotlight on the 97-98 Chicago Bulls and their final title with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, and company together. One half of what was shown this week was all about Scottie. Lots of drama, lots of drama surrounding Scottie Pippen that I either forgot about or just never knew about. His story is fascinating. Scottie dealt with so much adversity from a very young age, grew up in a family that didn't make much money, and spent a lot of his childhood years helping care for his dad and his brother, who were both in wheelchairs. His dad suffered a stroke at the dinner table right in front of him. Just 
so tragic. And then his brother was paralyzed in a PE class while wrestling at school. Then Pippin had to help take care of two people in his family in a wheelchair. But he emerged out of that tragedy, out of those hard times as a younger person to become one of the best players of all time. He has not had that phrase attached to him all that often, so I'll say it again. Scottie Pippen was one of the best NBA players of all time. I learned so much about him in just an hour, and I was captivated by a few specific facts from The Last Dance. Uh, let's get to the first one that I, was, uh, I found completely crazy. The Seattle Supersonics select Scott Pippen of Central Arkansas. There he is getting drafted right there. First off, I did not realize how good Scott Pippen was coming out of college. Yes, Scott Pippen. Why David Stern called him Scott Pippen, uh, we'll never know, I guess. Could you imagine him being called Scott Pippen all the time on those all-star teams? Mike Jordan and Scott Pippen. What kind of ring does Scott Pippen have to it when you're announcing his entrance into the Hall of Fame? I just, I, I thought that was so funny and worth pointing out. Scott Pippen. Yeah. Um, but beyond what to call him, though, Scottie Pippen, so athletic and a transcendent player in the league. You go back, you got to find these highlights on YouTube. He absolutely flew through the air at Central Arkansas, at times almost looked inhuman. I, I had actually never heard the details of the story about how Scottie Pippen grew five or six inches in one summer, uh, basically going from being the equipment manager at Central Arkansas to a scholarship player that very next season. And by his senior year, he was scoring 23 a game and established himself as a force on defense as well. Uh, seriously, do yourself a favor. Go look up college highlights of Scottie Pippen. You will be convinced you're watching one of the best players of all time very quickly. You'll actually be surprised. It's like, holy crap, that's Scottie Pippen jumping that high? Ah, didn't see much of that. Not as much in his later years. And, of course, me, a little bit of a younger dude, I'm just discovering this for basically the first time in my life, and it's freaking awesome. Uh, the Last Dance also makes the Seattle Supersonics look bad all over again. Uh, you heard in that clip it was uh, the Sonics that drafted Scottie Pippen, and many people may not remember that. He was taking seventh overall in the 1987 draft. They, though, decided to trade him to the Bulls for Olden Polonies. I guess guess the Sonics wanted a big man, and they were pretty close in draft picks. Polonies was taken at eight, uh, Scotty at seven. Wow, what an epic blunder, though. <laughs> Who was left holding the keys on that decision? Bulls GM Jerry Krause made Seattle look like idiots. I guess good on Jerry Krause for that one. And not only, though, was Scotty a next-level player coming out of college, he really is one of the best in the NBA of all time. Specifically, I think he is the best two-way player of all time. He could beat you on offense. He could beat you on defense better than anyone else. And in his, not just in his era, but I think uh, beyond that. He could steal the ball. He could block you from behind. He was just so good knowing defensively what to do and where to be. And not many people talk about this in particular, but in 1994, he was a force to be reckoned with. This is the year that Michael Jordan was absent. He, in 1994, was most likely the best player in the NBA without MJ. Here's what former teammate and friend of North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un, Dennis Rodman, said about Scotty's talent this week. 
when Michael Jordan left in 93, 93, 94, 95, Scotty Pippen was the best player in the world. If people didn't know that, he led the whole, he led the team in every category. Dennis was right on. You go and you look at all the statistical categories for that season, season and a half without Michael. Scotty scored 22 a game during that season, averaged eight rebounds, almost six assists, and, and three steals a game. 2.9 steals a game for Scotty Pippen. He even shot 50% from the field, actually like 53%, most of that from mid-range. He hit more than half of his mid-range jumpers, NBA fans. Think about that. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about this before. The Bulls' record from the 93-94 season while being led by Scotty without MJ, 55-27. and 27. Are you freaking kidding me? He took the Bulls uh, into the Eastern Conference semifinals and played the New York Knicks. That series lasted seven games before the Knicks beat them, but even without Michael, Scotty was good enough, uh, maybe with some help from Bulls 90 star Horace Grant, to keep Chicago near the top of the NBA. And, and at that point in his career, I'm sure he was getting all the praise and the accolades, and he was showing up on Sports Center quite frequently. But looking back, I, I believe not many people really remember very often how important he was to the Chicago Bulls' team's success. Would MJ have won six titles without Pippen? Absolutely not. I'll answer that one with a hard no. Not a freaking chance. And on the other side of that coin, would they have won more than six if GM Jerry Krause didn't have an ego as big as the city of Chicago? Maybe kept Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen together? You bet your ass they would have. And actually, bringing up Bulls GM Jerry Krause is a great way to segue into the next thing I didn't know about Scottie Pippen. And that is this. I did not know that Scottie was so underpaid in the 90s. He signed uh, what at the time seemed to be an okay contract, but turned out to be a terrible contract in 1991. Overall, it was worth seven years and $18 million. Uh, the big deal about this contract is that he signed it on the cusp of the league and the Players Association agreeing to a new collective bargaining agreement. And what happens in the NBA when a new CBA goes into effect? Player salaries go up, and usually by a lot. And that was due to happen in the near future um, when Scottie Pippen put pen to paper. He got advice, though, from both his agent and even Jerry Reinsdorf, Bulls owner, told him not to sign that offer because it was so long he could actually get more money, and Reinsdorf himself wondered why he would want to be locked in uh, for such a long commitment. He wanted to be locked in because of the security he felt that he needed. He has always supported his family. Uh, Scotty has always sent money back to them. He built a house for his mom uh, after getting into the NBA. So, so his family and the support of his loved ones has been very important to Scotty all through his life, obviously uh, dealing with two family members with significant medical ailments so he wants that steady salary he doesn't think oh you know what yeah sure the extra money could be there but the risk of injury in his mind at the time was higher so even though he's got advice from his agent and from the bulls owner himself jerry reinsdorf saying don't take this he didn't want to risk injury though six years later when michael jordan is making over 30 million a year and then when scotty pippen playing his ass off is one of the reasons those salaries have gone up. One of the reasons that Michael is getting so much money. 
Scotty got pissed. Here's what former coach Phil Jackson said in the last dance about the situation. Jerry Reinsdorf was emphatic about it when guys signed the contract. I don't want to hear from you again. Don't come back and try to renegotiate. It was embarrassing because he was maybe the number two player in the NBA. His value was immense. Do I believe he was underpaid? Absolutely. At the time, he was the sixth highest paid player on the team, the Chicago Bulls, which overall in the NBA measured out to the 122nd most paid player. They won a title in 1998, and that was their sixth title. But when Scotty ignored both the Bulls and his agent who told him not to sign that contract back in 1991, whose fault is it? The Bulls have no obligation to renegotiate, all right? Should Jerry Reinsdorf have swallowed his pride and paid Scotty Pippen? Yeah, probably would have been the right move. It, 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 I, no, not just probably, absolutely. Scotty was one of two or three reasons the NBA was as big as it was and was getting more lucrative TV deals. So, yeah, Scotty should have been paid. Uh, but the egos of the Bulls execs and the Bulls organization, it just fueled that mindset, especially Jerry Krause specifically fueling that mindset with this quote that organizations win championships, not players. All that kept Scotty from being able to get a new deal. And he was so upset about not getting that money, Scotty was. But on the other side, you've got a pretty egotistical GM and Jerry Krause not getting the credit that he thinks he deserves for all those championships, five at the time, from fans and the media, that he just didn't want to pay him and didn't entertain the idea. It's crazy. What's so funny and sad about all that at the same time, though, is the fact that, you know, looking back on these longer contracts in like the 90s, early 2000s, teams gave those out a lot more often. They were handed out almost like candy, I would say. I I know Brian Grant, when he left the Portland Trailblazers, he signed like a seven-year, $86 million deal or something like that to go play with the Heat. That ended up being an albatross. He started having major health issues uh, later in his career, and I think year six or seven, When he did play finally for the L.A. Lakers, he didn't even play in all 82 games that season, nevertheless start. So obviously his production not even close to the money that he was being paid for. Yeah, maybe you got it in the first couple of years, but those seven-year contracts being handed out like candy, that just was never a good idea. I mean, locking a guy who's good for seven years, well, I guess a lot of GMs thought that that was a good move at the time. And I will say as a kid, when I was watching sports at that time, (laughs) I thought it was a Good idea, too. I'm a child with no real-world experience. But how can you think that a guy there for five, six, seven years is going to be the smart move? I mean, any contract longer than five or six seasons has a good chance to just become an albatross. Whichever team ends up paying them, you're going to be paying for nothing. Look at Albert Pujols. Look at Robinson Cano. Cano barely had a decent year last year for the New York Mets. That was after being traded from the Mariners, the team who signed him to that big contract. And look at Albert Pujols, who not only did he sign, I think it was a 10-year, 200-and-some, 30- or $50 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in California next to Disneyland, but Albert Pujols also got a personal services contract for his days beyond a player. So they paid him Way, way more than they needed to just to make him a part of the organization to get that production for him, uh, from him for the first maybe four or five years at best of his contract. Now, 
that's not the situation with Scottie Pippen. Scotty was signing this contract in his prime, uh, but these long-term deals back then looked, well, pretty good to the player like Scotty because of all of that security that you get as well. Uh, but eventually, grown men did figure out that this was not a good idea. It's just hilarious to me that by the time I grew up in my teens and in my 20s, only then did it seem like the majority of GMs in like every major sports league figure out that handing out huge deals like that was a stupid thing to do. And we probably shouldn't talk too much about Scotty's lack of earning power because, yeah, while he did, uh, okay, he missed out on money in Chicago when he went to the Portland Trailblazers, they paid the man. And kind of a funny stat, Scotty, while he was vastly underpaid in Chicago, he actually ended up getting 20 more million dollars in career earnings than Michael Jordan. So uh, the Portland Trailblazers specifically making up for that. Over four years in Rip City, he made 14.8 mil, 13.8 mil, 18 mil, and then 19.7 million in each season. So while we should probably all feel anger towards Bulls management for not paying up at the time, Scottie Pippen still ended up making almost $110 million bucks in salary during his NBA career. He did just fine. The next thing I learned about Scottie Pippen, because the Bulls would not renegotiate his contract, he had surgery at the start of the 97 season to send a message to the Bulls that he was unhappy. So basically, and yeah, they still won a title during all of this, which is crazy, even without Scottie there for half of it. But in the last year of his deal, Bulls management made it very clear they would not give him more money, even though he had earned it. But literally the second best player in the NBA, like Phil said, but Jerry Reinsdorf was not budging. Gotta love the Bulls. It's the tale of two Jerrys, Krause the GM and Reinsdorf the owner. So here's what Scotty did. He decided to do what was best for him. Uh, regarding a surgery and an injury that he had. I had a ruptured tendon in my ankle, and I decided to have surgery late because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fuck my summer up trying to rehab for a season. You know, they're not going to be looking forward to having me, so I'm going to enjoy my summer, and I'll use the season to prepare. So Scotty felt like he was doing what was right for him at the time and that he didn't want to waste his personal off time during the summer getting ready for a job that he didn't feel valued at. Pretty easy. I see the logic there. Michael Jordan, though, seemed a bit sour talking about that. Scotty was wrong in that scenario. He could have got his surgery done as soon as the season was over and be ready for the season. What Scotty was trying to do was trying to force management to change his contract. And Jerry wasn't going to do that. I, I, I understand, as a basketball fan, I understand Michael's position. He's the guy, but he knows he can't do it by himself. And at this point in his career, he's already expressed to Jerry Krause that he didn't want to play for anybody but Phil Jackson and told him that Scottie Pippen was the best teammate he's ever had. Amid crazy drama on the brink of your final season together with all the people you want around, and then your best teammate decides to send a message to management and put himself above the team, at least in Michael's mind. I understand his position and his thinking and why he doesn't agree with it, but I don't necessarily agree with Michael on that point. Uh, Steve Kerr 
current Warriors coach and former teammate on the Bulls, joined Rachel Nichols on ESPN this week. And he was expressing how much Scotty's other teammates supported his act of defiance. We felt his frustration with him. You know, he, mm-hmm. he probably should have been the second highest paid guy in the NBA or definitely, you know, top five. Um, so we all felt for him. Nobody resented him for for um, for having that surgery later. We all just understood, all right, let's give him the space and he's going to be there for the second stretch of the season for us. I guess the only way that any of us regular people can understand this is if we try to put ourselves in Scotty Pippen's shoes. If you're being vastly undervalued by your organization that's owned by a super rich dude worth hundreds of millions of dollars, almost a billion dollars, the Bulls probably the most valuable NBA franchise at the time, would you want to use your summer for them or for you? To remind you, many teammates, five teammates of Scottie Pippins were making more than him by that point. And salary, when you're in the NBA, you know what your guys in the locker room are making. So that messes with any politics on the team if there are issues there. So there's no benefit for his teammates to poke the bear and just say, hey, Scotty, we're throwing you under the bus. It was really in their best interest, Phil Jackson's as well, to respect his wishes and wait for him to just come back after he was feeling that he did what he could for himself. Overall, I like what he pulled, and I love that he stood up for himself. And they still won a title, so did anyone really suffer in the end? All right, one last quick thing that I learned about Scotty Pippen. It also has to do with the unhappiness that he had about his contract. This is crazy. He was almost traded for Tracy McGrady on 1997 NBA draft night. McGrady joining the jump this week with Rachel Nichols on ESPN to talk about the last dance. I'll just let him explain the Scotty Pippen trade that almost happened. 1997, Jerry Krause wanted to trade Scotty Pippen. The last hours before draft night, I flew to Chicago and got a physical and had conversations with Jerry Krause and everything. And he was real serious about trying to get me um, in that draft. The deal did not go down eventually because Michael Jordan vetoed it, not, of course, wanting to lose his best teammate for a player at that point who only had potential, not trying to knock Tracy McGrady. He ended up being very good. It was clear, though, that GM Jerry Krause for the Bulls wanted to jettison Pippen and now. It wasn't just for McGrady. Uh, These Scotty Pippen rumors have been around forever. I found uh, there's a famous New York Times report from 1997. It says that Celtics coach at the time, Rick Pitino, was, quote, mulling a deal in which he would send the team's third and sixth picks in tonight's draft to Chicago for Pippen and center Luke Longley. Scotty was definitely on the block, folks. Now, none of this happened, obviously. Uh, McGrady drafted ninth overall by the Toronto Raptors before going on having an absolutely fantastic career with the Orlando Magic and then paired up with Yao Ming uh, with the Houston Rockets. If, if this trade did happen, though, just try to imagine what world we would be living in. You know, maybe that, that sixth championship in 98, maybe the Bulls would have missed that. What would have happened, say, to the Toronto Raptors if Scottie Pippen got to be paired up with Vince freaking Carter? (laughs) That sounds like a pretty potent combo. Uh, Does this affect all their careers in a positive or negative way? It's really interesting to wonder about, but Michael said no. The Bulls were kept together for one last run, 
and one last NBA championship. I'll tell you what, basketball fans, I cannot wait for the next episodes of The Last Dance, and I cannot wait to learn more about everything that happened behind the scenes on that Bulls team during that season. I am definitely a hardcore Blazers fan, but I will just be brutally honest. I'm not sure I've had this much anticipation for a sports-centric program since Mark McGuire admitted to using steroids on live TV. I remember I was so stoked to hear those words from him, and I am waiting with dying breath for the next two episodes of The Last Dance from ESPN. That was cool, though, Blazers fans. It was a fun time getting to know much more about former Blazers Scottie Pippen and more about his time in the NBA before he came to Portland. I learned a ton, and I really hope you did, too. And that is a wrap on episode 16 of Believe in Trailblazers. If you have any burning questions about the team you want answered or think I'm crazy, lots of people do, hit me up on Twitter, on the air, Jordan, with an O. This show available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Please, please, please hit that download button and subscribe wherever you listen. You can also find the show at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's all for now, Portland fans. Continue to wash those hands. Please stay healthy. I'm Jordan Schultz, and I'll talk to you next week. Rip City, baby. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.